0: is going to be your episode this is forty, if we consider 40, that. One. Is is that this is cool. You, can, you can't talk about this for now. So let's see if we can make it through a whole episode without another noise complaint from nope. the hotel security, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> which, which is you amazing because, like I said in, in the previous one, I've been to a lot of room parties, and shot show, in a lot of different hotels, and some of them have been rowdy, and we've literally just been sitting here talking like um, nothing crazy. Are we live right now? Yeah, yeah, let's oh. record. we're not, well, we, we recording. So yeah, we're not live. live. We're, we're not live broadcasting, we're recording. Yeah, right, for, for sure. sure. So, yep. we're Joined by uh, Shinobi. Hey, Derek. Thank What's you for having no me back problem? on the show. I'm glad
1: you can come back on. Oh, absolutely. It was. It's a. It's an honor. Um, it's been like man. I like what you guys do. I've been like what you guys done from the very beginning. Um, thank you. Man. So speaking continue success.
0: Speaking of success, tell us about your new business that you've launched recently. Yeah.
1: Hmm. Why? Uh, yeah. So. I launched uh, this company called We Go Home. Uh, I started it out for just law enforcement, obviously because I'm a law enforcement officer. And, you know, it's basically just to, to drive home the message for guys and gals who are on the job. And they got to understand that it's just, you know, this type of job is, your life is on the line. You got to take it seriously, physically, mentally, emotionally, so that you can come home to your, your family. Then I realized this is bigger. Than just law enforcement. It's fire, it's military, it's everybody because everybody has a family, everybody has loved ones, everybody has somebody that they care about. They're why? Why are they doing this? Someone who's expecting them home every night. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So when I launched We Go Home, I just wanted to continue to instill that message like, hey, dude, you're, on, you're, you're not just a, a, on an office job, you're on a job that can, you, you can lose your fucking life at any Damn moment. So you gotta you gotta prepare to a point where you are not basically like that's when I said leave nothing to hope. Yeah. What am I saying is like you you want to prepare to the point where you don't leave it to hope that you are at your utmost ready mentally, physically, emotionally to partake your job. So
0: yeah, let's leave nothing chance. That's awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Is it doing well?
1: It's doing very well. Excellent. Uh, we launched in August, we're about, about close to 13,000 followers right now, on our wow. sixth launch drop. Uh, but the thing is, when we drop these shirts, we're not just dropping shirts just to collect money, we we donated to um, charity too, so some of the charities that we already donated to, I, I, I mean, because I want to give back to the community, you know? Mm-hmm. I just don't want to be like, hey, I'm here just for the money, because I'm not. I want to be able to help out, you know, like we, we donate to uh, this place called, uh, it's based out of New York. It's, it's, a, uh, it's based for the uh, firefighter who and police officer who lost their lives in 9-11. Damn. So their their charity pays the mortgage of whoever dies in the line of duty, be it law enforcement, be it a firefighter, be it military. That's awesome. So whatever mortgage, whatever you have, they'll, they'll, they'll front the bill. Awesome. And they did it for that um, the U.S. Marshal that that the guy on Sog mm-hmm. who recently lost his life. Yeah, they, they paid off his
0: uh, his mortgage. Mortgage, and awesome. which is so.
2: huge because that's something a lot of people don't think about. Is yeah, an officer dies. It's tragic. That's awful. It's horrible. But now you, that officer's got a family. There's mm-hmm. still a lot that of bills. officer had mm-hmm. had bills. That officer had responsibilities. Now the family's stuck with it, and they're stuck with that without the possible breadwinner of the house. They're mm-hmm. stuck. You know they've got a twelve hundred dollar a month mortgage, and the guy who's paying that isn't around anymore. He's not there to make that money and do that job. That's that's something huge that a lot of people I know don't think about.
1: And a lot, of, I just want to like instill something real quick. It's like people think like police officers are like robots. They're they're regular people who came from the community. And we we're not being from like a spaceship down and they're like oh we will enforce this law. We're going to enforce this law. No, we all. Decided this is what we wanted to do from the community that we're trying to serve. Yeah. So that's seen one. That's the, another thing. I just want to let you guys know that you know every copper that you see out there, they have a, they have family, they have, they have friends, they, they have a life like everybody else. It's just this is what, this is what they they sworn to do, you know. And yeah. Know.
3: And, and that's the thing too. is like coming from the military side to the civilian sector, where you have the f- firefighters, EMTs, mm-hmm. police officers. When we lose a soldier, we have you know, the, the care for the family to help get them through the grieving process. They they have the, the death you know, gratuities. It helps get with the, so they, they're helped along, but on the other side, when an officer passed by, there's nothing yep. most 90%, 90% of the time, there's nothing there yep. for an officer a firefighter or EMT for their families to, they're just like in the wind. And that's the thing is that most people don't understand that, that. They think that, yeah, it's a brotherhood. They must have all these people to help them out. Sometimes not at all. I mean, yeah, they might have friends and family to help out a little bit, but there's not that, you know, like stabilized stuff that we have in the military that okay. is there for
1: months, you know, to help them out. Especially like the small departments. Yeah, like the really fit, small departments, fit, you know. 50 officers, 100 yeah. officers, nothing too big, you know. You lose you lose a guy in
3: just a wreck, yeah. you know, and, you know, not, you know, say the shooting or something like that, but just a random. Car rolls, or a guy gets in a record. Even if he's doing a traffic stop and he gets hit and yeah. he is killed, that happens. What a lot, a lot. A lot. You know, yeah. and and that's the thing is there's none of that buffer to help the family for at least three months, to at least get them through that initial push yep. from the beginning. And I think that that's the thing is that what you're starting with, and then more people need to get along with that because that is you no, know, that's that's. It's it's family. It's friends helping friends and family helping family, which is what it is, but it's just that bridge that we need to, because everybody thinks that, you know, oh, they're fine, they're yeah. fine, it's not there, it's that, it's that dish kick we keep having in the civilian side. And
1: I didn't realize that until I joined the police force, you know, I came from the military and so I, I got to experience both sides, mm-hmm. so I, I totally agree with you on that.
3: Um, so so the, the main reason why I knew that is because my dad was a volunteer firefighter and yeah. did EMT when I was growing up. So I knew because we we had a guy that we lost in a fire when the the roof collapsed. Yeah, and I was you know I remember going to the funeral and then going to the family and like maybe bringing them a casserole, but that was about it.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: You know, and this was in the you know late eighties, early nineties, so that was just how it was. But there's not... That, you know, you don't think of as a kid, you know, you don't really think of it, but don't, you don't think of like, you know, financially what they're going to do, you know, if, if they're a stay-at-home, if that other person was a stay-at-home, you know, family member that took care of the kids, you know, what are they going to do now for yep. this? They're just out in the wind.
1: Yep.
3: Where, at least like I said, but we you know, we had, there was, it wasn't always the greatest system, but there was a slight, we had a slight system to at least try to get the family propped up to start the follow-on. So...
1: Yeah, just like recently, like, like the whole Honolulu incident with mm-hmm. two officers lost. Uh, one of them are, is my father, actually, and his wife is the one that passed away. They left the they left behind three kids, and, and you know it's tough on him. He's a police officer too, same department. So I mean, I I feel for him. I told him like you know we're here for you, whatever you need, you know we'll we'll raise some money for mm-hmm. whatever you need, and and you know it's stuff like that. It just hits home, you know. Every, we all have families. We all we all have loved ones, you know, and it's just it's it's a absolutely so it's definitely a
2: great thing you guys are
1: doing that's that's awesome yeah I, we we're going to continue to push the message and as we get bigger the no the, no, the donations are going to get bigger we want to do more for the community and like i said not just for law enforcement fire police everything like that you know i i, I want to give back i because you know we're, we're one big family yeah we we are sure. we this this whole family that's why we're here i mean i don't know it's just it's more than just money yeah money comes and goes you know but i was so talking was about i was talking about business partner Dave right here which i have with me he he runs baron one uh which is a knife company he does a lot of awesome stuff for uh the law enforcement the military side we, we were talking we we're discussing this over dinner this is like it's beyond just money it's the why why are you doing this
2: yeah for sure
1: because money comes and goes you, you yeah i you know let's say i want i want this bag of cheetos i buy this bag of cheetos Okay, I buy it, I get this high. Oh, I bought it. This is what I always wanted. Now, now it's dead. Like, now it's just like, hey, I bought this bag of no, That's what it
2: is, that's it. Yeah, it's, it's
1: that's it. But what's the message behind it? It's really yeah. not that much, you know? But if I'm doing something greater for myself, for the community or something like that, then to me, that would echo beyond the income that we get. Cause it's not, that's what, let's, let's put it guys here, man. We, we money comes and goes, regardless. But the impact we leave in the community, the, the impact that we leave for lives that we affect makes makes it w- way damn more satisfying than for me to, like, hey, I got this item and I'm, I'm happy, you know? Yeah. Because you, you already know how, This is like rich kids. Like, they get, they get this item, they get a Lamborghini. Oh, yeah, I got this Lamborghini. But then it means that's it. I mean, yep. they're a little high and they, they dip and they get back to what they do. But someone who... Does things that are going to affect lives, bounds, you know, continually. I, that to me is way, way much more.
2: Yeah, I mean, let's say it is about the money. Okay, now you're a multimillionaire. What do you do? Yeah. you don't stand for anything. You don't have anything going on. What? Yeah. What good is that money if if you're just yeah hanging out?
1: Yeah. You just exist. If you have the if you have the power, if you have the opportunity to make a difference to affect other people people's lives. One hundred
2: percent. Do it. Absolutely.
4: Yeah. I think it's about honor. Yeah. You're you're perpetuating the concept of honor, which I think that today's society is lost. Yes. Yeah. It's it's about selfless service. It's about all of those elements and all of the ones before us and all of the ones after us that believe in something. And it's honoring that and knowing that what you did and what you have done meant something. Yes. And so when you can bring the collective together, the emergency first responders, the law enforcement community, the military community, all of those together, then you stand for one thing. And it's not even associated with the country. It's associated with the concept. It's associated with the value. And the value is honor. At the end of the day, I mean, look at every warrior class that's ever existed on the face of this earth. And why did they do what they did? Right? Right. They did it on behalf of their rulers and their, their countries and all those things. But but at the end of the day, on the battlefield, they did it because of the person left to the right right, and because of what they believed. Absolutely. And so we have to continue to perpetuate that concept of honor because I think we, we lose that. It gets diluted in today's society.
1: Absolutely. For sure. Absolutely.
3: Yeah. So you're, you're doing – you get your first blades out already and then you got uh, your clothing – you' just slowly trying to push everything out. Yep. Is do you want to push? Are you guys do like a big drop, like more of like a huge drop of like everything at one match time, or do you just gonna start slowly pushing everything out over over time?
1: So I talked to Taylor, and we're still trying to uh, plan that out. As right as of right now, we're we're just doing drops mm-hmm. as it goes. Um, but we'll see, man. I mean, I'm. I, I, I hate to say, like, I'm playing with the punches of what the, every day goes, but well, I'm not. Well, well, that's the thing, because, I mean, you're you're doing it
3: because you're doing this. It's not like you're just opening, you started a brand, you wanted to start a brand, and you're dropping out a clothing brand. Yeah. No, you know, you're, you're doing this, you're, you have this brand that you're working on for a specific reason. Absolutely. To It's not just to, I was going to say line your own pockets, because you're not doing that at all. Yeah. It's, it's, it's literally getting turned right back in to a fund for everybody to help anybody yep. we can, you know, anybody that you can and stuff like that. So the, the biggest thing is, I mean, we, it's going to take time to get this stuff out there, but is it, do you, I mean, do you feel like you want us to do like a big drop of it as much as you can and get it all like a big start push or do you want to slowly start pushing?
1: I don't want to like, I don't want to like oversaturate. Yeah. That's, a, that's um, what I was going to think of the whole time. was like, I don't. I don't want to oversaturate the market. At the same time, like I, I'm not trying to push a brand just to sell make to make money. Mm. But you know, it's still I, a business. It, it is. It is a business. It's. It? It's definitely a business. And and God That's willing, God, thank God, it's not. And, and 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 people have gathered in the masses behind the message, which I think is fucking awesome. That's good because That's awesome. I, well, we yeah. we get like we get like tags every time like people rocking the flags at the gym, rocking the flags in the departments. Wearing the shirts, doing this, doing that, you know. For it, that's that to me is satisfying. Not because my shirts out there or or, or, or you know, we I part. I to be honest, I partnered with NFQ, which is never fucking quit. Uh, they're a great company too. He's my business partner, Taylor. Just to let you guys know. But besides that, that's that's not the point. It's just to see other people with that motto. Mm-hmm. You know, like they, they it's catching on like, hey, man, you know what? Let's take this serious.
3: Well, it's, it's clicking with other yeah, people. Yeah. Other people it's, are noticing that, that that there is this problem. We do have to do something about it. Absolutely. It's it's, it's the same thing like after we started, you know, with Afghanistan and Iraq. Mm-hmm. When the guys started coming back and we started noticing the PTSD problems and the TBI problems, all of that, we reacted to it. And, I mean, yeah, it's, we're having to shift our focus and react to this stuff. But it's reacting to something that is, needs to be taken care of for the betterment of of everybody else to, that to the following generations, and that's because as long as we can prop up, not prop up, but as long as we can support this first run, it's going to get bigger and bigger, and it's, they're going to have that further down the line. That's, There's nothing anywhere but up is the best, best way to go.
1: All I'm saying is leave nothing to hope. Yeah, and true. I just want to let everybody who, you know, follows the brand to understand that that you know, we're we're here, we're a team. No matter where, if you're fire. Military, whatever, we're, 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 we're a family, we're a team. And we got to understand that we have, it's bigger than us. It's bigger than just you and I. It's, it's like my, my business partner, Dave, said, it's the guys to your left and right. It's your family waiting for you at home. It's your kids. It's your, your mother. It's your father. It's your grandfather. It's your grandmother. Whoever you guys hold dear to you, that's who you should be doing it for. It's being... Because let's face it. If it's, if I'm be selfish and I'm here for myself, there's just so far that I can push. Oh, yeah. You know what? I don't want to go to the range today. A little hungover. Tired.
0: It's spring on uh, outside. Yeah, I don't want to yeah, go. Yeah, or whatever. I don't want to drive
1: fire. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that. But if you look at the bigger picture behind it, hey, man, I you know what? I'm out here with my, with my partner. He has three daughters. He has a wife. He has this big family. I can't fuck him over to be... A piece of shit yeah I need to protect my guys life the same thing and it it applies so that that's the message I'm trying to push out to everybody it's like this job is dangerous if ands and buts about it not just law enforcement fire like I said military everything Mm -hmm. our line of work is dangerous but we can meet it to a certain point which is our individual skills Anything that happens beyond that is out of our reach. Obviously, it's in, you know, wherever God you believe in his hands. But I just want to know that every day that I put on my uniform, when I'm going out there, that I've done every single thing possible, individual skills wise, that if I do die, at least I can say, hey, I gave it 110% of myself. For my team and for what I do,
4: that's awesome.
1: You know what I mean? Yeah.
4: It, but to that point, right? I think that one of the challenges is is that Americans specifically are we are a reactive society, right? We don't do things until it's proven that it's bad, and and I and I say that because there's been so many times where I've seen things you know over the decades where it takes something significant to prompt a cultural shift to prompt a mindset shift. And what you're doing is you're saying, I'm trying to educate you now so that when those bad things happen, you're ready for it. It's almost like our parents try to educate, educate us. Don't do those things so you don't burn your hand, you know, don't touch the stove cause it's going to burn your hand. But what do we do? We touch the stove so anyways. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's it's absolutely this education is this creation of awareness to say, hey, look, if and when the bad things happen, that there's a family, there's a team that supports you and you should do everything that you can to prepare yourself mentally, physically, so that when that time comes, you're not living in regret and you don't sit back and say, well, I could have done this or I should have done this.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. And time and time in our history has proven that the ill prepared, you're going to get your ass yep. handed to you. Yep. So, Derek, like I said, thank you for having us here. I mean, I appreciate all you guys. You guys, uh, this opportunity to sit here with you guys on a Friday night, have some beers, discuss something like this because it's it's not talked about a lot. Of it. You know, especially now with social media. You know, everybody mm-hmm. wants to see this fast, cool, blah blah blah. But you got to understand the work behind it. You know, guys who actually do the deed how much work is put behind it so that's the message we're trying to push out there
0: it, it's it's hard to convey <laughs> that information as well in a lot of social media platforms because like instagram it's all about instant gratification mm-hmm. short short format and what i like about but podcasts and, is you're, like, and you're showing the highlights too yeah yeah, it's, it's yeah. All just the highlights. Oh, look
1: at look at me when i'm at my hotness not when i'm yeah. at my shit is yeah it's,
0: it's, what people don't understand is behind every one cool video there's hundreds of hours of work behind that and failures behind it. Yes. Absolutely. So. I had some drunk lady ask for the pizza while I was bringing that back up uh, in, uh, in uh, the uh, casino uh, floor. Don't figure. For people who
2: couldn't hear Derek because he's sneaky as a mouse, he did leave for that entire was wonderful it a, conversation. Was it a fantastic conversation? it was a fantastic
0: yes, conversation. Was a great conversation. And it was great. because
2: Derek was gone. Oh. He went to go pick up the show's pizza so uh, he just came back. I, I realized
0: that I'm like, man, I don't hope something good. <laughs> yeah. I was I was hoping I wouldn't come back and just be off. We stayed no, we sat here just went, the whole freaking <laughs> <out."
1: laughs> Yeah, we dived deep in that rabbit hole that Excellent. a lot of people a lot of people don't want to talk about, but it's there and it needs to be addressed every single day. Absolutely.
2: And I think a lot of people at some point in their life when they have a family member or a friend in that sort of line of work, you know, firefighter police, EMS, military, public service, period. There will be an experience where they come to that realization that this is a dangerous job. Yes. Whether it's for, you know, in my instance, personally, it was for my mom. My mom went to school, got her EMT. She was an EMT for a little bit. And this was when I was young, so I didn't really understand at the time. It wasn't until, you know, two, three years ago when my mom and I sat down. I wanted to be a police officer, and I asked her, hey, why'd you get out of being an EMT? She told me straight up, very raw. You know, I was in the back of an ambulance. We picked up an unconscious drunk guy. He woke up. He tried to kill me. That oh, it happens. Th- that happens. A lot. That's my mom. Yep. At, when, when we were talking about this, I'm 16. That's my mother. If she had, she had died in the back of that ambulance because she's trying to help someone else. You know, that's something a lot of people don't understand. Yeah, and you know, she she left being an EMT because of that because she had the realization if she had died, she's leaving behind me. She's leaving behind my little sister, my dad, her whole family, who's who don't even see her that often. Her whole family is in another country. You know. What if that had been it?
3: So she, that. And one thing I was going to understand with what, with what you're doing, because, like, you know, us, us on the green side, you know, we were both in. That's one thing that, you know, we understand that side, but that's the one thing we never really have to pick between our family and our job because we know that our family is going to be somewhat taken care of. And that's the thing that I think that with your foundation, it, it, I mean, it's starting small. And hopefully it gets this thing just goes gangbusters and it grows where, where it could almost get to a point where being the civilian side with the first responders and stuff like that, where they don't have to worry about that, where they don't have to worry about well, is it my job or is it not or is it more, you know, that where I don't have to worry about leaving my family and leaving them with nothing. You know that's that's the, that's a the, I in my mind thinking in the future I hope we can get to that point
2: where yeah, it's perfect. like
3: where it'd be for you know everybody where they can go to work and mess up one little thing in their mind they don't have to worry about saying that oh if I go to work if something happens they're not going to be taken care of Well they can go to work and be like they're taken care of something is there to you know God forbid something happens but they're taken care of. Yep. That's the biggest thing that because I know for me when I was overseas that whatever that if something happened, I mean it's it's the thing that you try to keep it out of your mind, but it, it's it's there. It's it's that little nagging pee in the back of your head that you know that if something does happen, there, there's at least something that's going to take care of Brent, something.
2: Nothing. No benefits. No all your bills paid off. Nothing replaces that that person. It's understandable, that, but yeah. but that's the I'm thing not taking away from. Yeah, you. but you know it doesn't matter what's there. You still got. Mm-hmm. That, that's a loss. Of but the,
3: to have that one, you know, if you've got 10 things weighing on you and you're able to just take that one to at least have nine. Yeah. It's that one being able to have that one little thing on off you could mean the difference of you coming back. Right. Or not.
2: Right. Have if, that clear conscience to be able to do what needs to be done at that time. Yeah. I mean, especially on that note, my mom as an EMT made minimum wage. She was paying, she was still paying her student loans to get the EMT certification, it, it's
0: really unfortunate how much training is required to be an EMT, and then how little they're paid for it. it it's something really is it's something that you really have to want to do. I think it's just this first responders. Period. Yeah. it's the same thing yeah. like
3: our teachers that we you know, we barely pay them. We pay them penance, you know, Gen and they're squad. and they're you know. But you got firefighters are running into a building, you know. That's what I, I run into no burning building. Those guys, you know, that's what they do. But that's how we've always been. Most of us are like that and. In this industry, and a lot of us around us, this is how we are. We have the guys that we're the ones that we run towards a gunfire. We're ones that run towards the fire. But it's just that's not everybody's like that. There's a select few. There are people that are like that. But if you, that's just the thing is we you know we're, but we don't do it. For, I mean, we're not doing it for the money. Nobody does. If you're it for in the this money. for the money, you're in it. in it for the wrong you, reason. You're gonna be. But that's the so thing that's that's the biggest thing too. Is also is we got to be able to, to change. And I understand that it's, it's, it's departments and how much funding they have for their f- facilities and stuff like that. But that's a, one other thing that needs to change, I feel, too, because it's just these guys, you know, I know guys that can barely have time to even do their quarterly training because they're having to work so much because, you know, the cities are getting, towns are getting larger, cities are getting larger. They're getting less and less guys on the on the force because, you know, they don't want new people. Well, I don't want to be. Why do I want to be a police officer? That everybody's getting, sh- you know, every, everybody's
0: shit on us, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So why do I want to do this? You know? And that's the problem we're having. But are there any recommendations you'd have for anyone looking to get into one of those career fields?
1: It's an honorable profession. Don't get it twisted. Don't no. let this. Don't let this media get you twisted or whatever else. I'll tell you right now. It's an honorable profession. You're going to fucking make a difference in somebody's lives down the line in your career. 100 fucking percent. Um, it's a calling. Like these gentlemen said, it's not about the money. You're going to be out there. You're going to be hustling your ass off. You're going to be doing a lot of things in the cold. Uh, you're going to be called upon when people are having a bad time. That obviously not a good time uh, or else they wouldn't fucking call you. Uh, but you got to understand that in the end of the day, you will make a difference. as long as you're good with that and you're not going to expect any kind of recognition from it, which is fine because everybody who sworn, who who raised their right hand, be it military or everything, we didn't do it for the recognition. We didn't do it to say, hey, look at me. Look, hey, I'm Joe Shimo, I'm raising my right hand. Look what I'm doing. No, we did it because we believe in something. We believe in the cause. We believe in what we did. So, I mean, if if your heart is tugging you towards that career path, I'm telling you, you're going to have the fucking time of your life. You're gonna learn a lot. You're gonna you're, you're gonna cry. You're gonna fucking be angry. You're gonna be sad. You're gonna experience life. If you want to experience life, come do this job, not just law <laughs> enforcement. This whole spectrum, because you're gonna experience what life is about. It's not sunshine and fucking rainbows.
0: What keeps you going on those really shitty days? Those days that you have bad calls and you just bad experience. What keeps you motivated and focused at the task at
1: Um, I was I was talking about that early. Uh, a couple of weeks ago in my story it's like, uh, you know, a lot of guys rely on motivation to do certain things, you know, but I, 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 I put motivation in the same spot as anger, happiness and whatnot, because it's an emotion that comes and goes. I'm motivated today. I'm not motivated tomorrow. I don't I don't rely on motivation. I rely on discipline. I know what's the task at hand. I know what I'm doing. It's bigger than me out there. You know what I mean? It's just like I don't know you. I don't know you. I don't know you. But if I get a 911 call that you're in trouble, I'm going to fucking get there as fast as I can to help you. Yeah. Because that's 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 my job. That's my calling. So to me, I, it's just discipline, man. That's, that's what keeps me going every single day. I know that, hey, man, you know what? There's going to be multiple days where I don't feel like doing my job. But I got to be disciplined like, hey, I, right, I raised my right hand, t- swore to do bigger things than myself. And I got to uphold that regardless of how shitty I feel. It's just, it's, it's, it's a way of life. It's a belief system. It is. It's a value system. That you it's honor. You too. It is. Mm-hmm. It's honor. It's the Bushido. It is. It, I hate to say it. It's like, it's the Bushido. Like two of her own tactics, yep. you know, it, what he preaches is true. It's the Bushido. It's, it's lost now in this day. Everything is so gratifying. Instagram. How many likes do I get? How many views do I get? Am I doing things like, you know, they don't wanna like it's beyond that, man. You gotta look beyond that bullshit. All that that that's that doesn't mean anything, man. Deep down inside, we're all human beings. We gotta we gotta we gotta take care of each other and we just I don't know. We gotta continue doing the thing.
0: Hell yeah. As we wrap this episode up, where can people go and find you?
1: So you can find me at uh, Shinobi275. Shinobi means ninja. I don't know who the fuck I came up with that. I just came up with that. It's like, hey, what cool name I came up with. I know. I should have I should have been like Kraken69. I think more people would have fucking followed me. Uh, Jim might have had problems. Kraken69, motherfuckers. Anyways, but yeah. Yeah, you can find me on that. Um, I'm with my buddy, Dave. Our, he's a really good friend of mine. Uh, he runs Variant One. Uh, we, we're we the one who did the a whole collaboration with the whole Incan and all his other... Sexy blades. I'll let Dave. Dave, where right. can
4: we find you? Um, at variant onecom um, or at variant underscore one. So, all right.
1: Private military guy too. Did you guys know that? Hey, Lee. What'd
4: you do? Um, nine years, three months, three days. <laughs> 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 I just love reading that little thing. You the, yep. of the yeah.
3: fourteen. It's like wow, that's that's long.
4: Yep. United States Army, uh, Infantry and Military Police, Commissioned and Non Commissioned Officer. Wow. Got out and then um, started doing stuff uh, for the United States government and then private sector, and now a little bit of both, and then making blades on the side. So, I wish you guys could see this, like, <laughs> this thing
3: is sitting in front of I wish I must, we could yeah. talk more I about, yeah. about
4: that sucker, but that's wow.
2: That is one bad awesome. mamma
4: This is prototype gen 3. Of the Iken blade that Trung and I've been working on,
2: a
0: lot of people don't know how much work goes on the back end of introducing a new product like that. It's it's it's
4: huge. Um, I think with the Iken, we took five prototypes yeah. to get to where we are right now, and then um, we this is Gen three. There's actually a Gen two, which we can't show you right now because it's in production. <laughs> um, but it's it's just as sexy as this one right here.
1: So. And that's not even like the final product. We yeah. already made changes. We're already going to make changes. To yeah, we already made changes to it. <laughs>
2: so, yeah, that thing yeah. is nuts. Yeah. That's it's gnarly, nice. dude. So, can you talk a little bit about that? Dave, go ahead.
4: It's an edged weapon. It's sharp and it's, pointed
2: it's and sharp sharp pointy. It's sharp and it's pointy.
4: <laughs> um, we took it's it's very much Iken um, Hisatsu inspired. So what we did was we took uh, contemporary materials. Mm-hmm. Uh, we took kind of an Asian-influenced Tonto design.
2: Yeah.
4: Um, if you're familiar with the Iken, this is a more contemporary interpretation of that. So you may see more um, cutting surfaces with a minimal footprint, and that was kind of the intent. We wanted to make sure that every single bit of space was optimized with the tool. Um, when if you're running missions, if 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 people are running missions, um, it's always if you've ever run the first mission, you wear the big Rambo knife, and after <laughs> you run your first mission, you realize I don't want to tote that heavy you're, piece you're of just shit cutting around. Cutting that damn thing off, <laughs> exactly. pocket exactly. knife? You're like, where's that sucker? Exactly. At? You get rid of the DoD issued stuff, and you go, you know, I APs mean, and, and maybe a leatherman. Maybe a wave. You know, exactly. They'll, they'll,
3: they'll, yeah, we'll have a leatherman wave, and we're good to go.
4: Exactly. So I mean. You know, most of the guys that have been out for a long time, they'll go with the Leatherman and then, you know, they ditch the bayonet that's been issued to them and they'll go with something else. And and that's been a struggle because, you know, enlisted guys don't necessarily make that much money. The PX doesn't really carry that many options. And so this is kind of an evolution of those experiences to say, we're running missions. We're going to be out in the field for 8, 10, 12 hours at a time before we, before we RTB. What does that look like? I'm not going to carry around the Rambo knife because I don't need to be that cool, but I need a practical tool that I can carry with me, both from a military and a law enforcement perspective. And most of the DOD guys, most of the military guys, it gets down to the ounces. That's why we break down our MREs. That's why we look Mm -hmm. at every single piece of a kit that we carry on ourselves has to have a purpose. Mm -hmm. And so Trung and I spent a lot of time on the design and it's minimal, minimal footprint. But maximum cutting edge um, can be applied in a variety of situations from a military perspective. But then we looked at, obviously, the law enforcement market space, which has been one of the hugest supporters of the blade. What is the steel that you use for the, for the blade? So we go with exclusively U.S. made. It's um, CPM S35VN. Um, which is, um, it's got a high hardness, um, steel hardness, which means that it will carry the edge a long time. So, and it's got the the corrosion resistance. So if you're in the field for a bit and you're not going to be sharpening your knife, which, you know, I can recall very few times that I actually sharpened my knife when I was in the field, um, this will hold that edge.
1: And Um, just to piggyback piggyback off that, I have a best friend on team one and he's been running, him and his team has been running the Iken blade, not this one, but the, the ring one and it's been very, sea, uh, salt water does nothing to that. Nice, excellent. So, nice. Salt, water. <clears throat> yeah. salt water
0: destroys everything. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So that, that was a big thing for, for, for the SEAL teams was they, they needed a blade that was able to handle what they their mission capabilities was and- the he, Yeah, yeah, so he's like, dude, no rust, no nothing. So I'm like,
4: awesome. Yeah, we've been, that blade, not that one that you're holding, but the, the, ring blade. the original Iken blade yep. that we, we created, the ring blade, is deployed with every single, um, at least Air Force, uh, Army SF Ranger Bat um, teams on the teams as well, uh, unit, and then some of the overseas. I know that we've got French raid guys carrying it, some Australian SF guys carrying it, uh, some folks in the Middle East currently. I mean, they they get sent to AFO APO boxes all the time.
2: Some hot shit dudes. <laughs> yeah, you know what's up. Yeah, they they all agree. This and the, is what and the last time. thing I want just
1: want to talk about the Incan blades is the rate the way we created the cut was done for a reason. Um,
2: it's mm-hmm. very aesthetically pleasing on top mm-hmm. of yeah. the actual. Not thing. the
1: one you're this holding. This is gorgeous. I wish I could. I wish I had the ring blade for you to show you because it's you, yeah. If you've got, you have got the it's really nice. We did that for a reason for guys to be able to create that distance in CQB. Be it you're you're going to enter a room. You know, you you hit, you hit that hard right, and there's a dude right there to grab it, grab it on your weapon system. You gotta make that fucking space, because you you know you're, you. For me personally, I don't want to take my master hand off my master grip. Which that what that what does that mean in layman's turn? It means I don't want my dominant hand to leave my trigger. Well, the trigger guard, trigger finger, whatever. So I always want to maintain that at all costs. So I I want something I want something that my support hand can create that distance. And at the same time, I'm able to manipulate my weapon system with it in hand, uh, make mag changes, uh, do whatever I need to do, hold my rifle, hold my pistol, and still maintain a comfortable shooting platform, uh, shooting grip, while having a fixed blade in my hand. At the lull, when I'm ready, I'm able to stow away my blade. Yeah. And just move on to what I need to fucking do. That's awesome. And this is...
2: High quality. I don't know if you've noticed, but the whole time I've been feeling all the edges. Because oh, yeah, it's nice. My biggest thing, especially with you know a solid piece of steel sandwiched between you know some grips, a lot of times they have a little ridge right there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And goddamn if that doesn't drive me crazy. Yeah. But this is this is nice. This it's is high quality. This is. The, the balance, oh, I hope between brings up the carbonized an <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't touch it like that too
0: much. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for jumping on. It's It's been awesome. Very yeah,
1: Um, you're not you're you're such an awesome dude. I will always support thank you. you. Um, thank you for having us on. It's an honor, and no problem. <laughs> yeah, man. Thank, thank you. you.